Bushimiji here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. We are just days, nay, hours away from uh, heading off to Barcelona to go on this amazing uh, Disney European cruise. The show's going to be coming live from there. It's going to be mint. But Richie has, has admitted something uh, when we were walking back from a meeting with our boss before this show you're about to hear that I still can't come to terms with. Please tell everyone what you're doing. I am aware that whilst we're on the cruise, there will be social media, probably of images of us on flumes around pools and all such the like. And at the moment, I look like four pints of milk. (laughs) So, I am having a spray tan after the show tonight. Wow, and are you going somewhere for this or is they coming to your house? Coming to the house. um, And uh, I am going to... I, I, I I don't know exactly how they... Uh, refer to it in the industry, but I'm going to ask for a light dusting. Because you remember what happened last time? You and I had a spray tan around yes. your house yes. for the photo shoot yes. about a year or so ago, uh, and it was fine, but it got darker as the evening went on. Do you it know what I mean? It did, it did. And, well, I, I think that's partly us. Well, mainly us. We asked for the wrong thing. We asked for the wrong thing. We went we went big. Yeah. And... Um, I said, like I say, a light dusting, because, as you know, we're in the med for this cruise. Yes. So, as the week goes on... Um, we're going to naturally bronze. Well, I, all I would say is, ahead of you going and getting this done this evening, just have a little look at our press photos from a year or so ago when we did have a spray tan, and just let that go around in your head on the train home before you make a final decision. Like I say, light dusting. This is the Daily Takeaway. Welcome to Home Time on Bin Day. Oh, yeah! Is it Bin Day for you? No, you've confused me. Bin Day's Monday. Oh, I just thought everyone had Bin Day on a Wednesday. No. Well, what an awful start to the week having Bin Day on a Monday. Would you like to swap? If you were given the opportunity, would you join me on a Wednesday Bin Day? No, because I've got reminders set up on my phone for Mondays. A tiny bit of admin, we can sort that all out for you. <laughs> uh, ben and Angering would like to say Monday has to be the best bin day no. because it takes care of all the weekend's rubbish, then you have an empty bin for the rest of the week. I know, but starting the week stre- stressful enough as it is, I wouldn't want the added pressure of having to get bin day sorted as well. <laughs> Wednesday's way better. Okay. Or push it back to... Is it, if there's anyone listening to this who's got a Friday bin day, how relaxed would that be? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that would be so damn relaxed, it'd be unbelievable. Uh, right, next week's Hometime Show comes to you live from a Disney cruise. We're very excited about it. But we want to ask you this. If you could turn your favourite thing in life into a themed cruise for a week, for example, what would it be? Chris has said favourite thing in life is KFC. How about the KFC cruise? Says the Colonel would obviously have to be the captain. I'm not, I, I think play. that's like crossing streams. I don't think... Colonel's not necessarily a, a nautical thing, is it? I don't think he's, he's got rank, colonel. though, isn't he? Yeah, he's got rank. He's got rank, but you wouldn't normally find a Colonel on a ship. Imagine a KFC cruise, though. Every time you put your hand on the rail to go down some stairs, it'd be slipping. Constantly wiping your hands on those wet wipes that smell of lemon. Do you know what I mean? Uh, going along the food angle, Jimmy Banjo's tweeted us to say, pizza cruise, and, and he goes one further, pepperoni water slides, mozzarella sunbeds, tomato sauce fountain, meatball t- uh, bowls, dough mattresses, gorgonzola gondo- gondolas, pepper life jackets... Stuffed crust handrails. Oh man, he's out of control. Oh, yeah, but honestly, the thought has lost me. I, I'll have to be back in ten minutes. I've got to think about this. He's like a, a deep pan Willy Wonka. If you could turn your favourite thing in the world, your favourite ever thing, into a theme cruise, what would it be? <laughs> Considering how we've just positioned that, uh-huh. all right. Listen to this text: a supplements and vitamins cruise. 
What on earth Favourite is that? Favourite thing in the world. I mean, as a cruise, I'm not sure that would work because it would peak at 8 o'clock in the morning. When you have breakfast, everyone takes their supplements and vitamins and then what's happening the rest of the day? Think about the sales, though, of those special uh, plastic boxes with different days of the week written on them. <laughs> Through the roof as you embark. Uh, someone here says, as an AFOL, an adult fan of Lego, oh, yeah. I would love to go on a Lego cruise where everything was made out of Lego, but maybe not the ship itself. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, Laura, you've got an idea. What's uh, what's it that you're into? Yeah, um, I'm a Ghostbuster. Oh yeah, and we're a big group of super fans from movies, charity, uh, money for charity. Brilliant. And when you say Ghostbuster, um, I mean, I'm kind of thinking boiler suit with uh, like a slidable thing you can catch ghosts in. But I guess that's just the movie, right? Um, no, we all have proton packs. Yeah. Okay, they do. <laughs> so, so how would you how would you want this as a cruise? What a, a, a haunted ship or something? Exactly that. Um, investigate a, a haunted ship yep. and then at each location on port go and investigate a haunted area. Oh, wow. So every stop is at a different haunted location that you guys could all get off with your proton packs and catch some ghosts. Exactly. Are you aware of any uh, ports around the world that are meant to be particularly haunted? I don't actually, but the tall ship at Glasgow, it's at the Transport Museum. Oh, yeah. It has. Um, we went and did a wee scout round there, and we had a, a couple of ghosts pop up to say hi. Well, if you're, you're after any other demons or, or stuff from the other side, I don't know if you've ever had a night out in Plymouth before, but that's <laughs> that's fairly unusual. We could pop down there and catch a few as well. Right, that sounds like a plan. We've got Tom on the line. Tom, what are you saying? Uh, yeah, I think the martial arts cruise. So, martial arts cruise, well, what's going on there? Just people kicking each other's heads in? Uh, basically. <laughs> what would the dress code be like for all the big banquets and all that kind of thing? Uh, because you wouldn't want to get your, your, your like your white cloak or or mucky, would you? I would say uh, topless with nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you're having your ice cream? That's a, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Please. Catherine's in Northumberland says a yarn cruise. Yarn? Yarn shops, yarn supplies, buttons, hooks, needles, crochet groups. Says we could yarn bomb post boxes in every port. <laughs> That's a fantastic idea, to be fair. Isn't it? Uh, Joe says it's easy. Crisp cruise. Touring the world sampling regional crisps. Complete with a swimming pool filled with watsits. Oh. Imagine the dusting on your fingers yes. after that. Oh, it'd be unbelievable. Uh, we've got Lorna on the line. Lorna, we have a suggestion for a cruise theme, do we? Yeah, we have. It's actually my son who's just sat next to me. So can I put you on speaker? Put, yeah, put him on. What's, what's his yeah. name and how old is he? His name's James and he's nine and he's been off school today because he's not been very well. He's well enough to listen to radio. All right, Lazarus. I mean, James. How you doing? You OK? Yeah. James, tell me and Richie about your brilliant idea for a cruise. What would you like it to be themed about? It's the... the the cruise that I had one is a, a reptile-themed uh, cruise with snakes in the swimming pool and uh, uh, in the bedroom. And Sorry, what's in the bedroom, James? Bearded dragons. All right. Whoa. James, I don't know what you do as a nine-year-old at school. Are you familiar with health and safety? <laughs> yes. OK. And right. you think it'd be OK for there to be snakes in the swimming pool, which sounds like a Samuel L. Jackson follow-up movie? It'd be fun, though. It'd keep you on your toes. I mean, a, a good... I mean, if they're advertising it, they could say it's rawsome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's one like, right. that's going to be there at the cruise, dancing iguanas. Dancing iguanas. iguanas. That sounds like a nightclub. <laughs> Let's go and have one more at dancing iguanas. No, you can't, no entry after midnight, mate. No. <laughs> Sorry about that. 
Uh, James, we love your idea, even though you're poorly today. Fantastic suggestion for the Home Time Show. Well done. Thank you. You need to get yourself on Junior Apprentice, James. There's a creative little mind there. Well done. Hazel, hanging on. Hazel, what cruise are we sending you on then? Okay, so I'm uh, I'm learning how to do ceramics, so throw pottery and pots, things like that. And I think a cruise co- with that combined with my other love, which is uh, my allotment. Oh wow! So you could have a couple of massive glory holes there on the uh, on the cruise with people doing pottery and stuff like that as well. Oh, that's glass blowing. No, we'd want wheels and kilns and glazers. I see. That puts me in my place. <laughs> yes, yes, he's, he's got... I wonder why none of my emails about that have been answered. <laughs> Hazel, um, when you throw down one of your things, though, the, the, the natural rocking of a, of a cruise ship from, from side to side, yeah. would that not mean that you would come up with, like, a, a, a somewhat skew-if pot? Um, yes, that could prove problematical, but hey, it'd be add, add fun to the challenge, I reckon. It'd be cool, because you know when you guys do your pottery thing, having watched some of the programmes, you, you obviously put mm-hmm. it in that big oven for a bit, and then is it, don't you cool it really quickly? As you can know, I've got, uh, obviously, my finger on the pulse. Of, kiln, my friend. A kiln. But then do you, do you chuck it in the water? Do you put it in water to make it cool down? Um, no, only if we're going to do uh, something called raku. But uh, no, you wouldn't cool it down rapidly. That would um, shatter your pots. Okay. I don't think I'm cut out for the world of pottery. I was about to say, from the sidelines, your knowledge of pottery is a bit uh, sketchy. It's a little bit iffy, isn't it? But I'd learn if I went on the cruise, wouldn't I? You would, exactly. And it's so much fun and nobody can make a bad pot. So. Oh, I'd have a damn good go at it. <laughs> Book your tickets now for the High Seas Throwdown 2024. Yeah, that, that's it. We should do that, definitely. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, if you've just finished your day's work and uh, you're heading home with the Home Time Show and the first thing that you're going to do when you get in is have a shower uh, because you have been working in a an environment with a strong smell today. Can I send you my sympathy? S- uh, specifically, the gentleman that came to our house this morning to fix the drains. Oh, dear. Oh, my Poor word. Guy. So it, it turns out that uh, one of the pipes underneath the driveway cracked at some point. And let's just put it politely, any waste that's been coming out the house has not necessarily been making its way all the way to its final destination. Wow. So, and how long do you think this has been going on? Who knows? Wow, so it's all been, rather than going off and out there... Who knows? It's all been collecting underneath your house. Who knows? But when, <laughs> when he opened that up, my word. I bet it was like the bit uh, in uh, Raises the Lost Ark, when he opens <laughs> that thing and his face melts. <laughs> I could... I, I, I caught a whiff and it wasn't pleasant, but that's what he's doing all day. Maybe so, he doesn't smell it now. Oh, come on, if, he, no. if that's your bread and butter, horrible phrase, but like maybe maybe he's got to the point now where he doesn't, it doesn't even bother him. Oh, I, I, but, but, but he's still going to carry that home on him, isn't he? Did he, did he, um, when he, when he discovered it, did he go and have to sit in the van and smoke a cigarette for a bit with shaking hands? <laughs> I was sat in the kitchen, the door was open, and I could, he- I could hear, I could, I could hear that moment. He was like, oh, like that. Is Crying. It? Just sort of like a cartoon plume of smoke just... <laughs> Came anyway. It's anyway. a grim thought. Let's not major on it. But I do. I, I I do feel sympathy for people that work around strong smells all day. Yeah. Whether that is deemed to be a bad smell or it could be a nice one, but it's it's strong like tar, for example. I, I'd give anything to be one of those people that, that read tarmac roads. You love you, it, don't I you? I love a bit of tarmac. I love the finish, smooth finish on a brand new, you know, newly laid road surface. But the smell of tar. I know some people find it really weird and don't like it at all. But I love the smell of tar, and I also love. I'd love to work at a petrol station. 
Yes. The smell of petrol in a forecourt yes. is one of life's great joys, isn't it? Now, see, young Richie, I worked for quite some time as uh, as a binman. Uh, and that oh, was, wow. that was I, I love that job, but that was a job where you were straight in the shower when you got home. Because you could still smell it on you later on. Oh, absolutely, yeah, particularly if it was a rainy, rainy summer day. <laughs> And I wasn't driving at that point, so you'd get on the bus and you'd pay your ticket and then you'd stand in front of the bus and think, right, who am I going to go and sit next to? Well, actually, weirdly, I used to work in a chip shop in, in Churston, uh, in Key West in Churston, if you've ever been there, and I, I, if I got on the bus home, people would move seats because I stunk of chips. <laughs> exactly. Well, I couldn't even smell it. If you have been working around a particularly strong smell and you want to share that experience with us, we want to hear about it. wasn't expecting stuff like this. Yvonne says, I'm currently applying deep heat to a Sore shoulder. Okay. Now, I quite like the smell, but I'm not sure my work colleagues do. It's weird. I don't mind deep heat on myself, yes. but if I smell someone else with deep heat... Um, like the other day, I'm, he didn't, I'm sure he doesn't mind us mentioning it, I felt that there was quite a strong deep heat smell coming from Ben Burrell <laughs> when we took over the studio, and I, I wondered what was wrong with him. I quite like the smell of a changing room when you go in after a, you know, for a football match and it's all deep heated up. I like that, or Ralgex. I wouldn't go round saying that. Wouldn't you? Out loud oh, that much. Okay. <laughs> Raul Jack's guy over there. Uh, Andrew's been on. He says, evening, chaps. I deliver diesel each and every day. That's not going in the podcast. <laughs> uh, Phil says, the cat took care of business in a plant pot during the night. Oh, right, <laughs> right next to the desk where I work from home. The whole room has stunk all day. Cats, genuinely, right, cats just take the mick, don't they? do. They? They what do. do they do for you, cats? Do you know what I mean? At least dogs will go and fetch a ball or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Or make a noise during the night saying, I just need to go outside really quickly, otherwise the home office is going to stink all day. Just have a little think. If you're a cat owner, just write it down on a bit of paper. What do you get back from your cat in return for the love you give? And just send it to 8, 12, 15. Uh, we've got Mick on the line right now who works with a strong smell. Uh, tell us about it, Mick. Yeah, you know the guys that stand in front of the aircraft when you go on holiday and they wave at the airplane to turn left and turn right and so on. With the, the table tennis bats, right? Uh, yes, with the table tennis bats. Yes, that's right. Yes. Well, I do that. Right. And uh, when you first get out there, the pilot sits in the cockpit and he indicates to you, is it okay to start up? And you have to have a look around, make sure it's safe. And you go, yes, give a thumbs up, start the engines. And the smell of that after when it first starts up is absolutely fantastic. It's that, it's that aviation fuel smell. You know, like when sometimes when you go to like a kind of a small Greek airport when you're, you're flying home from holiday yes. and you get that kind of... Because av- you don't really get it at the big British airports, but that aviation yes. uh, fuel smell is it, a nice smell though, right? Yes, that's right. Yes, that's exactly it. Yes, because I work with small airplanes. Well, actually, all, all aircraft, it burns the same type of fuel. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it's that smell, yes. In some exactly respects, that. it's the smell of holidays, holiday I, I would say. I, I, I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm surprised they haven't marketed that as an aftershave yet. <laughs> Eau de uh, aviation fuel. Yes. <laughs> you can't beat the smell of aviation after burning in the morning. I said, yeah, it's, it's a work in progress as an advertising <laughs> strap is. line, but it will do. But I mean, it, the, the, the name Avta as a, as a, as a aftershave, that, that's got something, isn't it? What you, are you wearing? Uh, you you have to get it on you because people absolutely love <laughs> well, it. I would, but the guys at work would take the mig out with me something wrong for wearing it. <laughs> and Avta stands for Aviation Turbine Fuel. Oh, so sexy. Dirty man. talk, mate. Oof. Thank you. Be working around a strong smell. Share it with us. Ian in Aldershaw said, uh, when I used to live in Exmouth, I used to work at a fish factory. Used to gut fish, 
scoop scallops, uh, blow compressed air through crabs and lobsters. Uh, my mum would make me get undressed in the outhouse and walk through our house in a towel to the shower. That is unbelievable, isn't it? That strong you can't even get undressed in your own house. Uh, Gary, uh, what is it that you did? Uh, well, it was my first job from uh, leaving school and I was working in a garlic bread factory uh, when I was wow. 16. Brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, um, it was fine for me because the, str- the smell was so strong I couldn't smell it. It just totally blocked my nose up when I was uh, working in there. So this is the legendary so, thing that we've heard about a lot on text from our listeners today. Uh, nose blind, is that the phrase? Uh, it is indeed, yeah. So you yeah, went so nose blind, for, you, you, you can't enjoy garlic bread anymore now because you worked in a garlic bread factory because you can't even sense it. <laughs> I don't mind it, to be fair. It was all right for me, but, um, yeah, my dad used to pick me up from there. Um, and it was it was, it was was mid-winter, and we used to drive down with all the windows down uh, to come back. So, yeah, we had that. But also, everyone um, within the house, they used to stink. So my sister used to go to school and sort of get picked on a little bit. <laughs> so, oh, my God. No. So the whole family were affected by your garlic yeah, smell. Yeah, so, yeah, they tried hard, and like, after a couple of weeks, you know, all the windows and the doors had to be sort of kept open and they just convinced me you know it, it wasn't for the best so yeah i quit that job now Maybe gary as as an aside as someone who can't say no to garlic bread <laughs> tell me that there's there's no sort of like deep secrets from the garlic bread factory that we wouldn't want to know about some of the stuff he's seen in the garlic bread factory <laughs> uh, <laughs> no well, my particular role was to stand at the conveyor belt while the garlic bread w- right, rolled past me, and I had to pick each slice up and make sure there was garlic butter in it. You must now, have had some. Me. You must have had some mad dreams doing that all day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, in the in the two weeks I was there on shift, and you couldn't talk to anyone because it was too noisy. The garlic butter only ran out once, and I missed it because I wasn't paying attention. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Any other business? Time for any other business. You get to have your say on stuff that's going on on this show. You can email us, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Normally this stuff is like uh, people getting in touch with something we talked about a couple of days ago. Maybe yeah. listen on the podcast. Uh, tonight's any other business. Uh, it, we accidentally stumbled into a subject that's got so many people hot under the collar. They're getting in touch with us now. We've had to come back to it. We were just saying earlier on, I, I was saying that Wednesday, which is my bin day, I believe to be the best day of the week to have your bin day. <laughs> Richie's bin day's on Monday and you strongly disagree. I do. I think Monday is the best day to have a bin day. In fact, actually, I had people backing me up on that earlier, saying that on Monday, at least all your weekend stuff gets cleared. And then it's basically like a restart for your rest refuse life. Uh, Dave says, I regret to inform you, Bush, that Monday is the best day. You're reminded to put the bins out with the rest of the awful Sunday night admins, such as school uniform prep and the like. Uh, Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Coxedge has emailed, I have a Friday bin day, it's great to have a completely empty bin before the weekend, especially in the summer when beer bottle, wine bottles collect an impromptu barbecue. Uh, Cotty says, uh, ours is Wednesday, used to be Friday, Friday was the best day, putting the bins out on a Thursday was always the start of the weekend. Phil says, I'm curious what happens on a bank holiday bin day, May must be a nightmare. That's a good point. Gets kicked forward to Tuesday by the way. Okay, enough talking about bins now. 
This is The Daily Takeaway. Right, I hope you enjoyed the show. Still slightly obsessed with Richie uh, getting a spray tan this evening for the Disney cruise. We've, we just found out as well, our producer Adam uh, just presumed that uh, Richie's other half, Natalie, would be getting a tan, so a uh, spray tan done, so right. they're just going to get the pair of you. But no, you've paid for this one person to come over just to do you on your own. <laughs> yes. Natalie's already got her tan sorted. Yes. Uh, I've just found, because this is the big problem, uh, the last time we got it done too dark, I've just found the colour chart for spray tans. Okay, uh, and these are the different... So just from hearing this, let's okay. see which one you think you might have gone for. Okay, uh, on and, the then, order and then form. you can tell me whether it's suitable. Yes, let's have a look. Here we go. Light glow, light golden, medium golden, dark golden, darkest golden, medium chocolate, dark chocolate, golden red, chocolate, golden red, or chocolate golden. If I was to choose blind, I would go light golden, I think. Light golden? Let me just check on that one. Can't wait to see you on the cruise, mate. <laughs> <laughs>